Hi, it's so great to have you with us today. I'm Anya McKee, and this podcast is brought to you by Torn Curtain Publishing. Today, and I'm so excited to have Sharon Reynolds here with me in the studio. Sharon is an amazing woman from um, New Zealand here. She's a creative. She's been involved in pastoral roles through her life. She's done a stint in Papua New Guinea, and she's ministered to women and children who've been trafficked in various parts of the world, all while managing her own family and life. And Sharon, you have just published a book. Welcome. It's so good to have you here. Thanks for having me today, Anya. And yes, I have just published my first book. It is called Becoming a Daughter of the King. It's so good to have you here. And yes, can you believe that we are here today with this physical book in our hands? I was actually just looking up my records and you got in touch with me in June this year for the very first time. And here we are just over three months later with a published book. Can you believe it? How does it feel? Wow. (laughs) Praise God for the lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) I've been able to just commit so much time to sitting and getting the last of this book completed. I started it a year ago and now it's, yeah, it's in my hands. Well, I'd love you to tell our listeners a bit about what your book is about. I mean, I know that it's a story of tough choices that you had to make as a teen. You ended up a mum quite young in life, unexpectedly or unplanned, let's say. <laughs> you have the most amazing story of finding and marrying your husband, which I'm sure everyone will enjoy. Um, you've had, your book touches on pregnancy loss, it touches on missions, but But ultimately, Sharon, your book is a story of transformation that has happened over, you know, over decades, actually. Um, It didn't happen overnight. Do you want to tell us just a bit about your transformation story? Yes, and and that's something I guess that's really important to note uh, about my story is that it's probably not so much unique in that it isn't a story that other people haven't had, but certainly the elements of my story are are very different. Um, Some of my own personal experiences are very challenging um, and very different from a lot of other people's journeys on the pathway to finding themselves. But but my story really focuses on um, when I met God and how I met him and how he turned my complete life upside down, inside out and all around. Um, <laughs> and and how I went from this place of just uh, being so lost and so forlorn and um, in walked Jesus and just made my world so different. I think that for me was one of the, you know, those sort of breathtaking moments reading your book was that actual moment of transformation when you encountered Jesus for the first time. Why don't you share that story? Yeah, so, well, I don't want to give you it all. Obviously, I want you to buy the book, but I'll give you a taster. So so my, uh, if you like, my redemption moment, my transformation was an encounter with Christ. Uh, so I had been invited 
to go and watch a movie with a friend called The Passion of the Christ, which I knew nothing about. So, I mean, keep in mind, you, you can read my background in the book, but I had no real knowledge of anything, um, <laughs> you know, Bible. Yeah. But I had no clue what movie I was going to, other than I like a good movie. Yeah. You know, I really enjoy movies. So I go along to this movie. I'm sitting there, and there is this moment in the movie where suddenly the Roman soldiers, uh, they, they've been, you know, scourging and flocking and uh, ripping the flesh from the body of Jesus Christ. And they are just absolutely mocking him in the cells and making fun of him and saying, you know, you say you're king of the Jews. You know, they're really awful, beyond awful. And he has been so beaten, battered and bruised that he's beyond facial recognition. You, I mean, this movie is quite graphic. Um, and there's a moment where these guards go to place uh, a briar crown of thorns that's made of briar thorns, which are extremely sharp and pointy. And they put it on his head and... And then they pushed it in. Mm. And and you see as they push it in, this blood comes out. So it's very, you know, it's really intense. And in that moment, I just had a flash of uh, feeling in my own body for probably, you know, what was probably less than a millisecond, but it felt like hours. Uh, <laughs> it was so mm. real and so intense. And I could feel what he felt. Wow. Mm. Um, and I'm sitting in this movie theater going, Whoa, what just, mm. you know, like far out, what just happened? And I, I just had this thought that entered my head as I watched him, uh, you know, go from that. And then he's dragging this giant wooden cross on, on a steep hill up towards, you know, Golgotha, and, and the crowds are mocking him. And I went, This man. Mm is more than just a man. Wow. There's no way the sky mm. is just some mere man. He really is the son of God. <laughs> like, and I and I out of my mouth this comes and my friend sitting next to me just looked at me like, "What did you say?" Wow. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. "I can't believe I just said that." Wow. But it came out of my mouth and um and I experienced it and I just knew in that moment mm. that Jesus was real. And actually it changed your life from that point on. It did. One movie wow. just um one movie so moment. Powerful. You know what I everything. love about that is that, you know, we often talk about Jesus knowing how it feels, you know, what we experience. But what yeah. I love is that there's a sense in which you know how it felt for him and what beautiful intimacy that has created for you in your relationship with him and in your walk yeah. with him from that point on. Yeah, you know, because I, I can't get away from it and, and I couldn't get away from it. And the thing is, over the years... Mm. Um, you know, every now and then he'll bring me back to that moment yep. and just remind me, oh, yes. Oh, so good, so good when everything gets stripped back, hey? Yeah. Hey, um, you know, one of the other key themes that I really appreciated through your book was how you, you know, I don't think you recognised it necessarily for what it was early in your life, but you clearly had a gift that was both difficult and powerful, and I don't know that you would have been able to articulate early on what it was, but I mean, you talk about it as, um, you know, a gift really of being able to discern what's going on. Um, we would say, you know, to be able to see what is behind the scenes in a sense, and actually what's at stake in any given situation. And we would we know, of course, that that's a spiritual gift that certainly came alive in you, would you say, after that moment um, of, of encountering Jesus. But 
I mean, I think one of the 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 tensions I felt for you was, you know, what do you do with such a powerful oh, gift? Do you want to yeah. just tell us what it's like? Because I'm sure there's people who, who, you know, who also, they know the gifting in their life. It's just really awkward, really tricky to figure out how do you live it out, you know? Yeah, look, and this is a real passion of mine now. Um, <laughs> it's become, and... And um, and my mentor Jennifer Irvaz has written the forward as well. Right. Um, has really helped give articulation to this particular gift. So the gift of seer or prophet or mm-hmm. prophetic ability, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, we as a child, I think looking back, I now see that as a child I had that, yeah. but had no reference point, no mm-hmm. idea, and knew n- nothing at all what was going on, uh, but always had a really great imagination, you know, yeah. never without failure on that one, um, and <laughs> and and what to do with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but after my encounter with Christ, yes, I began to see more spiritually, yeah. and that actually became quite a burden for a time. And it can be extremely frightening, to be truthful with you. I think for a lot of people who experience this for the first time and have have no uh, understanding or reference point or no one to walk with them uh, and articulate it, give meaning to what's going on, you could actually quite easily think you were going mad and a little bit cuckoo, you know. Um, But I began to see into the spirit realm. Um, And, you know, look, the thing is that... On the, on the other side of the fence, on the, you know, on, on the uh, enemy side, I guess we're, we're going to say, is that, uh, you know, witches and warlocks and demons and that, they, they all see us perfectly well mm-hmm. and what's going on in the spirit world. So really, why shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so I began to see things. And then there was a point where I just couldn't cope, actually. And um, my husband and I went to our pastors and actually I asked them to pray with me. And I, I remember asking God, you know, take, take mm. this gift, take it away because mm. it's too much. And, um, and he said to me, well, I, I'm not taking it away, mm. but I will put it on the shelf for yeah. a time. Um, and, and so that's kind of what happened. The heightened sense of everything that I could see sort of dulled down for a time until I was able to walk with people who could help me figure it out a whole Yeah, lot and better. I loved that about your story, that actually the, you know, when it all came together, actually it was in the company of others. And, you know, we know even in the scriptures, you know, it talks about a company of prophets. And, right. you know, there's often seers, not just a seer in isolation. And I think, would you say that that's been really pivotal in developing your gift? Oh, definitely. I think um, being able to engage with other people who operate in the seer realm and um, operate in the prophetic realm and and walk it out with excellence mm-hmm. and integrity mm-hmm. has been really good. And having a safe space to kind of practice yeah. that as well yeah. and go, you know, like uh, operating in a word of knowledge. So, you know, I'll, well, you were with me um, mm-hmm. yesterday. You know, we walk in somewhere and I'll start hearing yeah. the, or seeing or sensing something about a person and then I can just look at them and, and ask them a question and the next thing you know, we've tapped into yeah. everything God knows about them and what <laughs> he wants to deliver them from. Yeah. Um, and that can be a little awkward for some people who, you know, go out for a coffee with me, but you handled it very well. Well, I think, you know, the lovely thing is, 
is that over time all of these gifts come with with fresh grace and with, right. with wave after wave of grace. And, and I just love that your book is actually, in a sense, probably going to mother women and men who have these kind of gifts and maybe haven't had anyone to walk alongside them. And yeah. so powerful in that is just you sharing your, your story. We learn so much from that. I just want to touch a little bit on another theme that's in your book, and it is and it's related to the title, and that is just growing into your sense of identity as a daughter of the king. Mm. Um, in the book, you draw parallels with three particular women in the Bible, um, and I think you hone in on them for a very good reason, or for a, particular, for a very um, careful reason. Do you want to just tell us who are those three women, and why do you think their stories resonate so powerfully with so many of us today? Yeah, well, look, I, as I was writing the book, the Holy Spirit actually guided me to weave my story into the stories of these three women. Uh, the Samaritan woman, and um, obviously because of her many husbands, and um, you'll discover in the book that although I didn't have many husbands, I certainly had many boyfriends, and um, I had some plots to start with when I did find my husband. Um, <laughs> you know, I've never heard anyone quite put it that way, but that's just that one's bottleable. <laughs> and and you know, my husband loves to tell this story. God bless him. How you know when he met me, I was a gold digger. So there it is. It's out there. You know, and yeah. and he enjoys telling. It. He has yeah. a big smirk on his face when he does. So obviously, well, you did strike gold initially I did. With him, right? <laughs> I did. I did. And let's just give honour to that guy. Absolutely. You know, so Craig Reynolds, shout out. He's yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, the Samaritan woman, you know, um, she comes to the well, she meets Jesus, and she comes with a need. And so did I. I had a need. Um, and then I had an encounter with Christ, just like she did. Tamar, um, her story is a very deep and difficult story mm-hmm. and challenging very confronting that story, isn't it? With yeah, it is. So many dynamics and, at play. And I just think, you know, for a lot of people, um, that that's going to be tough to read, I think. But um, when I was a child, I encountered um, sexual abuse against me from a family friend. Um, and so the Lord took me through the healing component of that and walked me through in such a beautiful and graceful way that it really just wasn't painful. Um, uh, you know, obviously there were elements of pain to it, but it wasn't so painful in the way I probably thought it would be that I might never, you know, get up and breathe again. It, it was done in such a way of graceful walking with me. And so the story uh, of Tamar is really about when I read Tamar's story. My question was, where was her mum and all of that? And then, of course, I had to address my own issues about where were my parents when that happened to me? And then, you know, God revealed the truth because we often are very quick to go into a whole lot of blame uh, situations. But there was a truth that was hidden. And uh, so you'll get to read about that. And it's a really amazing redemption story. And then, of course, you've got Rahab. Rahab, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and and she helps uh, the the men that Joshua sends. And she, she helps these men. And she, because of her help, she actually gets included in the redemption story. And so, um, you know... 
her background as well is that of a prostitute and a woman who's probably not so you know desirable to society yeah and uh yet my story as well was of a woman myself who was not particularly um desirable to society yeah. and who'd been judged and frowned upon mm-hmm. for the life i had led and being a single mom and yep. all those things and so my redemption story was um, able to be applied to her as well. So yeah. good. And I think so many, so many people will be able to resonate with you on that. I love the themes of becoming a daughter. Mm. Um, you know, just that sense that I have a father and you've got a father in heaven, yeah. um, but also a daughter of a king. And so that's the themes of royalty. And, it, you know, I, one of the things I love so much about your book is that you've integrated your own art into the cover. Um, I mentioned before that Sharon is a creative. She's an artist. She um, has actually run a community art centre um, where she has helped so many people in terms of, you know, therapeutic art. Um, but Sharon, that was combined in with your seer gift. Mm. You've, why don't you tell us about the art that we have placed on the cover cover of your book and how that came about so on the cover of the book you will see three crowns that are falling and so that was a vision that I had had and I could just see these three crowns falling and I didn't know at the time exactly what they were about so I just began to paint them and the way that I particularly paint is um, what's called prophetic art and I basically will get a canvas, some paint together, turn the music on, get into a worship space and then just put the paint on my hands and begin to create. And as I'm creating with God, the painting often comes to life. So I don't always know exactly what I'm going to paint or how I'm going to do it. But when I was doing this one, I just knew that the colors had to be this pink and then I played with this grey and it was model pasting and stuff but the crowns I painstakingly took time to draw on in perfect uh you know well semi-perfect in gold and then I've actually placed uh, rhinestones on them and um yeah just amazing and the day I began that artwork was actually the funeral of my cousin who had just died from breast cancer and so I said I'm going to dedicate this artwork to her yeah Yeah. Um, and I just think it's come out in such a beautiful pink it has it's just absolutely gorgeous yeah um so there's a launch coming up, which is very exciting. Yes. Um, you know, we've gone through those five steps from manuscript to published <laughs> book. <laughs> and here we are, and it's in your hands, and you have a launch. And I just thought um, our listeners would actually be really um, inspired by what you've done. You've kind of gone above and beyond in preparation <laughs> for your launch. But actually, those ideas are really helpful. Why don't you let us know um, what you've done? Okay. So uh, I have got a New Zealand book launch coming up on the 11th of the 11th. So that's 11 November 2020. And there are some uh, reasons for that as well uh, in Christchurch. And so I have the book available. And of course, I've taken it to a whole nother level, as I tend to do, because I am extremely creative in all areas. And I have developed some postcard um, uh, messages. what do you call those, Anya? Um, Just be note cards, really. Note cards, yeah. yeah. So note cards, um, and one of the reasons is I want to ha- want to hand those out and encourage people to write uh, an encouraging word for someone else or an inspiring word for someone yeah. else. And I've also uh, used the artwork yeah. to create mugs and um and jennifer eavaz is forward she says don't just buy a book she said 
buy a book, read it, and then buy a book for a friend. Yeah. And so I thought, well, actually, you know, I could see you having a cup of tea mm. or a cup of coffee reading the book, but then you want to sit down as friends and actually talk about it. Yes. So the next thing was after that that I also have now developed a jewellery line mm. to go along with the book because, again, God is just amazing and, and I've he gave me a dream about it. Like I know it's kind of like you had a dream, do it. You had another dream and then you did that. And so that's kind of how and God and I and work. And he's brought really. into your life people not only that have the skills to produce yeah. that jewellery but actually share the same heart and spirit as you and being able to sort of capture something that was in God's heart and bring it to that jewellery. That's right. So the jewellery is made by Susan Fisk, who's who is in America, okay. who is a lady that I met earlier this year, actually. And, uh, you know, again, didn't, you know, we just met and whatever. We mm. talked about jewellery and creative stuff as mm. creatives do. And then here we are sort of nine months down the road and I'm like giving her a ring going, Susan, so I've uh, finished this book that I've written and I've had a dream about jewellery and I've drawn a picture and this is what it looks like. So could you make that for me? And <laughs> she's like, Sure, I can. So now she has developed with me a whole range of uh, beautiful jewellery wow. that is um, coming to New Zealand, but will be online hopefully by the date of the book launch. We'll yep. have samples anyway. Yep. So, uh, you know, not just uh, the book, but you you get a cup and you get this beautiful jewellery to, to remind you of who you are, because my, it's my dream that once mm. people read the book, mm. that they will then step into their own journey of becoming a daughter as well. So, so beautiful. Yeah. Well, why don't you let people know if they can't make it to the book launch in Christchurch yeah. or are not local to Christchurch, um, how could they get a hold of your book? Okay, so the book is available on Amazon, mm -hmm. Barnes & Noble, and book depository yep. um, globally online. As of the 10th of the 10th, you can order it online from anywhere in the world. Um, and then in New Zealand exclusively, you can order directly. So the cups are only available in New Zealand okay, at right. the moment, yep. uh, but the jewellery in the book will be available. So if you're overseas and you want a cup, you need to find a Kiwi friend. <laughs> yes, Christmas is coming. And we're all putting up our hands to be your friends, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been overwhelmed. It's awesome. More friends, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. So you can email to me directly at Sharon, that's Sharon with an O, at thehivenz.org. So that's Sharon at thehivenz.org and she'll be able to get your book or some merch or whatever it is you're <laughs> after. <laughs> well, it sounds very flash, doesn't it? it does. But um, no, we're just really so inspired by what you've done, Sharon, and um, just want to wish you all the very best for that launch and for everything that comes from there. Um, and just honour you for the amazing you know, journey that you've walked, but also for taking that journey and for putting it down on paper and then going through that process of actually turning it into a book so that now that story can get out and do its work in terms of blessing the world and transforming, being an agent to transform other lives. Um, so we just want to really bless you 
bless your book. Um, just congratulate you from myself and the team at Torn Curtain Publishing. It's been such an honour to work with you, a true honour. Um, we know that it's just the beginning of the story. <laughs> um, but, you know, to cross the finish line together, in a sense, is a real is a real treat. Um, and I just, you know, I think together we share that passion mm. that the transformation that you experienced would be replicated in the lives of people around the world and anyone who picks up your book. Mm. We're believing that God is going to just minister similar transformation into their own unique situations. Most and, definitely. And that, and that there will be all these stories of of men and women, I mean, you know, in a, in a male way as well for them. Oh, but definitely. That, yeah. you know, um, that, that I am a, a son or a daughter of the Most High God, but actually of the King of the Universe. And um, right. so, yeah. So we look forward to hearing uh, people's testimonies. Yeah. We want them to write into us and let us know how it's touched a life. Awesome. And, um, you know, I'll give a shout out to Anya here at Torn Curtain Publishing as well, because um, something you said to me yesterday was um, no one writes a book alone. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's hugely important, that there's a team behind yeah. everything yeah. that we do. And you're right, nobody walks alone mm-hmm. in the journey. And I, I have not walked alone over the years. I've had many incredible people come in and out of my life for seasons or for reasons mm-hmm. and been so blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I've been a blessing to others as well along yeah. their journeys. Yeah. But certainly uh, I couldn't have got this mm. published and through all of the stages and steps mm. because I'd never done it before. No, that's right. And yet I knew I had to, mm. but you made it really simple and really easy. So oh. I want to honour and bless you. Thank you so much. And if yeah. anyone's listening, <laughs> you know, you just um, email Torn yeah. Curtain Publishing yeah. with your ideas because, you know, that's yeah. all I did. I just emailed Anya and said, um, this is my idea, this is what I'm doing. And we've collaborated very closely yeah. on every step of the way, and that is that is what we love to do. But, yes, look, if yeah. you do pick up this book and read it, um, and it will be, actually, we should just mention that it will also be available in electronic form, so oh, yes. you can get your digital, digital copy mm. as well. Um, but if you do have, you know, those moments that where you encounter God as you read this book, we would love to ca- collect mm. those testimonies. Feel free to email Sharon, as she's mentioned, at thehivenz.org, um, or send them to us at connect at tawncurtainpublishing.com, and we'll make sure we pass them on. So thank you, Sharon, so much Great. for being here today, for sharing about your book and about your story. And let's see where it goes from here. But thank you so very much. God bless.